Does that help change your mind? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. I guess when you put it that way, I can see your point. I think so. That was one of the best interpretations that I have heard, and I've heard a lot of them. At last I see the light, guys. How do we help skeptics see the truth? My name is Eric Coven. I'm the president of Creation Today. I've been involved in ministry really my entire life, and I've been involved in full-time apologetics since 1999. And in that time, I have watched thousands of people discover the truth about God, uh, about creation, about evolution, about the age of the earth. And, and that's what Creation Today is really all about. Creation Today helps you clarify and simplify the confusion between science and Scripture so that you can know why you were created and you can live out your true purpose in life. So one question I'm always asking is, how do we help people see the truth? How do we take all this proof and turn it into persuasion in someone's life? Now, I know some of you don't really like skeptics, all right? Uh, you just don't like conflict. Some of you don't have the evidence to back up what you're claiming, so you just avoid conversations. Some of you watch people with good evidence, but man, the way they present it, it's, it's horrible. And you think to yourself, I do not want to be that guy, but I got to be honest, I love skeptics. I mean, I really, really do. I volunteered at the Reason Rally in Washington, D.C., even got the T-shirt right here, just so that I could serve them. And I got to be honest, man, I have been blessed. I've been incredibly blessed by many of my conversations that I've had with atheists and with skeptics over the years. It's really, it's actually helped grow my understanding and grow my trust, grow my faith in God's Word and in who God is. So I've seen many, many, many Christians run away from skeptics. But many times I wish many more Christians would engage skeptics and at the same time be a little bit more skeptical about some of the things that they claim. And guys, that's why I'm so excited about today's conversation that you're about to hear. Uh, we, we had uh, an Instagram poll. I did an Instagram poll and I asked this question. I said, how scared are you to talk to an atheist about God's existence? And we just put the little scarometer up there. You know, you're not scared at all, all the way up to really, really scared. And uh, that image right in the middle there is the average answer. We had people all across the board from, man, I'm not scared at all to talk about God with an atheist, to I'm really scared to talk to, uh, to an atheist about God. And the average was, you know, just, just a little bit below halfway there uh, of people saying, I'm not, it's not too bad. I mean, I'd, I'd be willing to talk about that. Uh, and in order to help you, uh, there's a lot of you out there that are, I'm sure would fall more on the I'm scared side. And in order to help you out with what we're going to be talking about today, how do you help skeptics see the truth? I want to give away a book. And honestly, this is a book 
that I wish I would have written myself. I actually told the author that when he sent me a copy of it to say, hey, check this out. I was like, this is the book I wish I would have written. It's called Confound the Critics, and it's by my friend Bodie Hodge from Answers in Genesis. Uh, he's been on our show before talking about world religions. It's actually one of our one of our best uh, webinars we've ever done. Incredible, incredible show. Uh, and in this book, he takes on some of the toughest questions that have ever come into the ministry of Answers in Genesis, and he answers them in a way that sets God up as the foundation for everything. And he kind of sets sets the book up into three different main sections. How do you respond to people on topics about ethics, philosophy, and morality? How do you respond to people on topics about science and evolution? And then how do you respond to people on topics about biblical authority, theology, and compromised positions? And it is a great, great book that we carry at the Creation Store. I want to give away a couple copies of this book. And all you have to do if you want to get in the contest, uh, all you have to do is type something in the chat. Not the word something, but I'll tell you, all you got to do in the chat is type, I want that book. And if you want bonus points, because this is an algorithm figuring out who wins, this is a couple ladies over there in the office that are like, huh, who really needs this book? You can tell them where you're from and why you want this book really bad. And uh, they'll pick a winner out uh, before we go. And I'll tell you who that is uh, as we give away actually several copies. This is an incredible book with a lot of very, very helpful answers. If you don't win it, I do. I honestly, I recommend it. I didn't write it, but if I could have written a book, this is the one I would have loved to have written. Uh, we also have a bonus giveaway. I'm uh, going to give something away to absolutely everybody. It's a movie, but I'll tell you about that in just a few minutes, okay? Now, by the way, many of you may not realize that Creation Today is a nonprofit organization, and we operate on partnerships with people just like you to take the truth of science and the truth of Scripture around the world. And these conversations that we get to have with experts these are actually our way of saying thank you to our partners. And you, if you're on social media or listen to the podcast, you're just kind of being blessed because of their willingness to partner with Creation Today. And I actually see a bunch of you guys on here right now joining with me behind the scenes on Zoom. I really appreciate that. Guys, I want to say thank you for, for understanding and seeing the big picture and being involved, hands-on involved in the movement that is taking the truth of science and scripture around the world. So really, really appreciate that. Hey, for all of you out there on social media, I do want to say thank you uh, for, for joining us to those on the podcast and the homeschool groups that write us and the families that use us for devotionals and the small groups out there that are now using these that tune in. Thank you. We're glad that you're a part of this movement to remind people that God is great and creation is cool. Uh, many of the topics on our show, uh, like today's topic about how do we help skeptics see the truth, they come from viewers like you that have questions on, on things. And so if you have an idea for a topic or you have a guest that you think we should interview on the show, I want you to just leave me a comment or send me an email, erichovind at creationtoday.org, erichovind at creationtoday.org, and I'd love to get your ideas. Hey, today's guest is Pastor Rick McGew. He pastored a local church for 34 years. That's a lot of years, Kent. Can you imagine putting up with people for 34 years? Kent, would you do that? You've put up with me for more than that, so that's pretty good. Uh, he did not plan on doing anything else with his life but he saw, other than pastoring, but he saw a need, and God led him to do something about it. The need was local church apologetics, and so he started a ministry 
called localchurchapologetics.org. Thank you so much for joining me, Pastor Rick. I really appreciate it. And you really did plan on pastoring your whole life. You did not plan on being at this stage of your life and totally changing careers, did you? No, I didn't. I, I, I told people even in, when I was 23 and looking to pastor that I felt my calling was to go somewhere and spend my whole life there. And uh, we did that for a long time. So after 34 years, you know, I fully anticipated being there our whole life until I died or I got so old, they just said, well, hey, you got to get out of the pulpit. And, but uh, God had other plans. Well, I'm really excited about the path that he's taken you on. And I actually, in a sense, I think I kind of got to be there towards the beginning of what God started to do in your life. So I thought it'd be fun to do our bit, a walk down memory lane. This is what I do with some people that I've that I've known for a while, that I've done ministry with for a while. And I just want to ask you, Pastor Rick, how did how did we end up getting in touch? I want you to actually, it was Amanda that said, you got to have Pastor Rick tell the story. How <laughs> did you and I end up getting in contact and, and, uh, and becoming friends? Well, while I was still pastoring back in 2015, uh, I was a presbyter as well in the denomination I'm a part of. And we were asked uh, by the district superintendent to put some events together. And so we were going to I was charged to put together a truth conference, which I had never done at that point. And uh, it was right up my alley because of my burden for apologetics. So I started looking for speakers around the country. And in that process, um, found this young guy who was on the list of the most hated by atheists. And I thought, well, that sounds intriguing. And plus, I recognized the last name. And so I thought, hey, it won't hurt to try. So I reached out and called Creation Today, asked to speak with you, and uh, ended up getting to talk with you. And boy, we had, a, I think, a 45-minute conversation right off the bat, and we could both tell we had a kindred spirit. And uh, it started this journey together that we've done a lot of things together, and I think been a blessing to one another for, for now uh, six, seven years. It's been really, really cool. Matter of fact, just about every conversation with you is at least 45 minutes. You're a pastor, and you just got to get that whole sermon in. That's just kind of like, <laughs> that's the way you work, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it has been an incredible joy uh, to do these conferences. We've, uh, you've been able to bring in apologetic speakers from around the country, uh, bring it together. And really, your goal is to help the local church. Is that right? I mean, can you, can you tell us that story? Because I think that brings us right into today's topic of how do we help skeptics see the truth. Tell the story of, of, of why you saw that need and why that was so important to you. As I was pastoring, I, um, I think it, it first began years ago. I, I got a hold of a copy of Josh McDowell's book, Evidence That Demands a Verdict. And it just clicked with me that as I read some of those evidences that confirm the Christian faith, it just made sense to me that we need to know not just what we believe, but why we believe it. There was already, I had run into enough skepticism that I knew these are things people need to know. Well, what I found out then over the, as I increased in my knowledge of apologetics and evidences that confirm the Christian faith, it, it became more and more apparent to me that it, what I was experiencing as a pastor, rather than being the normal, was the abnormal, mm -hmm. that most churches were not dealing with apologetics at all. 
And um, that became a real burden to me because then I started hearing more and more reports of how many young people were walking away from the faith and uh, the struggles people were having sharing their faith because they were afraid that they'd be asked questions they didn't have answers for. So, you know, as I was increasing my uh, interest in apologetics, I was learning more that it was something that wasn't being dealt with in the local church. And I was convinced that's where it needed to be dealt with. So that burden grew to the point where I felt like the Lord called me to step away from pastoring and just step out in faith. I had no idea what it was going to look like. Uh, I shared with my wife, I feel like God's calling me to step down and to from pastoring and to devote the rest of my life to developing an apologetics ministry. And she's a great woman of faith. She didn't miss a beat. She just said, she looked at me and said, well, if God's called you, I know he'll take care of us. And wow. so um, we started. And you literally, I, I walked with you over these last seven years of God doing just that. And it's like, how, why, what's going to, okay, all right. And God works it out. It's just been, it's been pretty cool. It really has. And even through COVID, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're still a small, uh, new ministry, not, you know, well-established of decades of doing this. And yet even last year, um, God provided. It was amazing the ways he provided, and, uh, and this year as well. And uh, we have just watched the Lord guide and direct us and open up doors and give us favor in situations and, and provide for us. It's been amazing. Well, I tell you, to get right to our topic, the, the, the more you watch people walk away from the church or walk away from Christianity with the, the idea or under the auspice of it doesn't have the answers that I thought it had, or it's, it's not true, or I just can't believe in that God, or I just, I just can't trust the Bible anymore. It breaks your heart when, when you know there are great answers and you know there are there's there's really great resources and great information uh, that's been that's been produced over the centuries now. Uh, great arguments and uh, so I love the fact that you did this and that you have a ministry called Local Church Apologetics just to help get apologetics into the local church. And now you've been writing, uh, researching, and producing curriculum. I've got your curriculum right here, uh, Faith and Reason Made Simple, that you just did for uh, small groups and churches. And you're encouraging every church to go through this because you literally walk through the stuff that they need to know that that you wish every pastor was covering a little bit about all these subjects, creation, evolution, intelligent design, and all these different pieces of information. Can we trust the Bible? How do we get the Bible? And so I, I love the the resources that you're now providing. Matter of fact, your your forward is by Josh McDowell. And in order to do Josh McDowell, any kind of service, I have to say this, just the forward is worth the price of the book, okay? That's what he would say. Just the forward yeah. is worth the price of the book. Uh, but no, it's some great information to really help people walk through uh, this information. So walk through it. You're watching Christians um, that come in contact with skepticism uh, you're watching people's worldviews get destroyed, sometimes crumbled. Uh, you're watching them not hold on to the foundation of Scripture. Um, do, do people have to have all the answers? Is that what they really need to have? Is it that, walk us through this. What, what would be your encouragement? I mean, just talk to the local church. Yeah. Well, I think, and I think you touched on one of the biggest lies that the enemy uses to cripple believers is the thought that 
I'd have to know all of it for it to do me any good. And so, and, and the thought follows that there's no way I'm going to know all of it. I'm always going to be in a position to where I'm vulnerable to somebody asking me a question that I don't have an answer for. And the reality is none of us know it all. Even great apologists uh, don't have all the answers. And we have to be ready in a conversation sometimes to say, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but I'd be glad to look with you and find an answer. And that's okay. What we need to understand is the learning is it's biblical to be a person who is seeking to learn and grow in our faith. And, and the, the Bible specifically says, always be ready to, to make a defense uh, to those who ask you about the hope that's within you, yet with gentleness and reverence. And so it's a biblical command. Uh, and we shouldn't get crippled by the fact that even if I study, I won't know it all. The reality is the more I study apologetics, the more I'm going to be in a position to, to strengthen my own faith, but to help other people, both in evangelism, but also within the church to help people who may get confronted in their faith. They need people within the local church that they can turn to, who they sense from conversations. I think that person's got answers, and it builds hope within the body of Christ. We all can have answers so that we can better relate to skeptics and both be strengthened to keep our own faith, but then to help bring other people in faith. So why the local church? Why why focus on why not outside of that? I mean, I get it. We're a, a parachurch organization. We're, we're, you know, I submit myself to a local body. Uh, we have a board of directors, but I'm not a church. I'm a nonprofit, uh, but our nonprofit is designed to equip the church why not just say, hey, forget the church. Let's just go talk to people. What are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, the, the, it kind of gets back to, I asked the Lord, why are you calling a pastor into an apologetics ministry? <laughs> well, the reality, I, tell people, I tell people even today, I'm really not an apologist. I'm a pastor who speaks on apologetics. And there is a bit of a difference because the level of detailed knowledge that a true apologist has. I'm really not at that level. But what I've done is digest the information from apologists. And what I know how to do that some of them maybe aren't as skilled at is to take that information and scale it down and simplify it and present it like a, a Sunday morning sermon that people can grasp and say, hey, I get it. I understand that. That's something I found I could do. And Every local pastor can do. That's what we're, they're skilled at. So, and the reason the local church is so important is because the scriptures set this. And God set up His church and the structure of the church. He says in Ephesians chapter four, verse eleven and twelve, He gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. So. What's supposed to be happening in the church is the equipping of the body of Christ. And that's where the believers gather. Uh, you know, you and I had this experience uh, a few years ago in Kansas City. We worked for months to put together an apologetics conference at a, at a large local church there. And, we, and that sometimes we have seven or 800 at our conferences. That particular one, we probably had 250 people. And I was there the next morning. There was no publicity for Sunday morning. 
it was just a normal Sunday morning and they had 2000 people there. And, and it really struck me that all the work we as parachurch ministries can do is so much more difficult if it's all apart from the local church. The local church is what God has established where the people are gathered. It's where their trust is. It's where they expect to go to learn. And uh, the, the pastors are like the gatekeepers allowing what's in comes in that we, when we can bring apologetics into the ministries of the local church at every age level, well, wow, that's where it's just then a natural flow. It's what's supposed to be happening according to Ephesians chapter four. So you were a pastor. Uh, I got ADD, so I got to write down my thoughts. Uh, you were a pastor. And when you think of all the things that you have to deal with and everything that the people in your church have to deal with, and you're dealing with teenagers and divorce and death and suicide, uh, you're dealing with LGBT, you're dealing with just basic fights, finances, and you think of all the different things that a pastor is going, ah, I'm trying to help people, but they're people that they got a problem. They, got, I mean, yeah. and then you go, oh, by the way, on top of all that, you need to be doing apologetics. Do you feel like you're overburdening them or do you feel like you're actually giving them the foundation that they need that actually helps with all these things. Well, that's a great point. And that's, that's why we landed on the name local church apologetics is because we realized what God was calling us to do was to produce resources to resource the local church. And I know creation today is doing that as well. And other apologetics ministries. And uh, I realized we can't say to pastors, hey, take 20 years out of your schedule and go study apologetics thoroughly so that you're well-equipped to equip your people. What we need to do is to say, look, we've done the homework for you, and we want to come alongside you because we know the burdens you're carrying and, and the so many things that are pulling at your time and attention. And so here are resources that have already been prepared. And, and then to be able to also say to people within the church who get it, who see this, that rather than get frustrated and angry with your pastor for maybe him, him or she, he or she not uh, having the same level of passion that you have for apologetics, be a resource for them. Recognize they're carrying a lot of burdens. And so come along with a right heart, a humble spirit and say, I have found some resources that will help our people be better equipped to evangelize and to defend their faith. And so I'd like to be a tool to help you pastor, bring this into Wednesday night or a small group setting or a Sunday school class to help bring that into, into the, the work of the church. And so for once, that's our whole, uh, you showed uh, faith and reason made simple. That's what we've tried to do. I've tried to, that's the result of 20, 25 years of digesting apologetics and then simplifying it, organizing it. The video series covers six scientific flaws of the theory of evolution, eight areas of evidence of a creator, eight areas of evidence that the Bible is God's word, and then evidences that Jesus is who the Bible says he is. So it's all laid out, eight half-hour sessions. There's teacher's manuals, student manuals. It's just an example. I know you're producing similar type materials that these things are ready to go and are being used in some local churches to equip people. And, and that excites me to know that uh, there are now tools for every local church 
and every Christian family to use within their home to be equipped to better reach skeptics, uh, to better defend their faith. Well, that was actually my next question is, can you take just a minute and talk to a pastor out there and then talk to somebody in the congregation, whether, I mean, and I mean congregation guys, I'm talking to you, whether you just started going, you're a new believer or you're solid and you've been there for a while. Pastor Rick, what would be your encouragement? Actually, let me, let me do this. Kevin uh, commented. He's one of our, uh, one of our partners. He said, this is such good insight. I am a church planter, and until we were able to have a place to meet on Sunday mornings, we had small numbers. You know, we had these 50 and then 100 a week, meeting in parks, 150, then 200. And so he gets this, and he's saying, yeah, this is what we need. We've got to be able to give answers. So talk to the pastor first, then talk to the congregation member out there, how they can help. Uh, help. Tell them what to do to help the pastor and not come against the pastor, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But okay. what's your advice to them? Yeah, first of all, to the pastor, I would say, I know your world. I know your burdens. Uh, I was there for 34 years. And I get it. But this need is so critical that you've got to do something. Your people desperately need to be equipped Young people are walking away from the faith, and it's, it's, it's our job as pastors, because we're the gatekeeper, to, to have the strongest voice, maybe not the only voice, but the strongest voice within that local church of what's going to come in and what's going to be dealt with. And just thinking, yeah, apologetics is kind of important. It's not enough. It's got to reach a point where you recognize this is one of the things that has to happen within our church. Now, uh, people like Eric and myself and many others are producing materials to equip your people, but you're the one that's going to set the agenda to, to say, we're going to make this a priority among our youth our, uh, uh, and as well as our adults. And um, so I just strongly encourage you. I've produced a document that's free on our website. Uh, it's apologetic resources for local churches. It's an 18 page document. I did the homework for you to research what is out there that would work in a local church. These are not just books. There's great books, but that's not what's going to work in a local church, more video series and, 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 um, programs that are, you know, ready to go to be used on a Wednesday night or a Sunday school class or whatever. So that's available. You can download that PDF for free. And, uh, but I just strongly encourage you in, in your planning, it's got to be something that becomes uh, a, a chosen plan to bring apologetics to your people. Before you and go on, those, I just, yeah. I, hang on, before you talk to the, the congregation, I got to tell you, I have recommended your document. That you put, when you first sent that to me a couple of years ago, I just looked at this and I'm like, oh my goodness, page after page of great resources that you've gone, hey, here's one from this ministry here. You can do this for this. You can do this for this. And here's something for this age group. And I went, wow. So the girls are putting that in the chat right now, uh, the link on your website to that PDF where you can just download it. Uh, listen, we don't care what ministry you get it from, but teach the truth, and equip the body of Christ. They need this information. All right, yeah. now to the congregation. Well, to the congregation, I would say, first of all, uh, recognize the burdens that your pastor's carrying and, and don't get angry. You're, you'll eliminate your ability to help if you become angry and frustrated. Um, you may be in a position where God has, it, the fact that you're on this webinar probably means you get it. 
you see the need for apologetics. And recognize God wants to use you, but in your local church to help your pastor, he may not get it to the same level you do right now because he's got so many things coming his way. But uh, the way you help is you keep a humble spirit and a servant's heart, and you are willing to come alongside and present options. And not every option you present is going to be accepted. Don't get angry the first time you present something that you think looks good and it doesn't get used. You know, I present materials to pastors sometimes and they just don't use it. But maybe it's a year later that they come along and say, hey, you know, you had talked to me at one point about this. Uh, So sometimes it's a timing issue. So keep praying, keep a humble spirit, but uh, ask God to show you how you can bring, do some research and find out what would work well in the structure of your local church and offer to help bring that into the life of the church. You know, oftentimes, Pastor Rick, I feel like if people just knew what I knew, they'd believe what I believe. (laughs) (laughs) But the reality is there are people that are way smarter than me that do not believe what I believe. And there are people that are way, people that are way smarter than me that do believe what I believe. There are people who know much less than what I know and what you know, who do and don't believe what we believe. And I had a conversation with um, a friend who is an atheist uh, he was uh, listening into my Creation Apologetics 101. We did this course, par- by the way, partners. That's available for you. It's it's in your in in the uh, the kind of the the back end. Your your the Creation Today Plus on that platform. You guys have full access to this, and you could hear the whole conversation. But his name is Paul, uh, and he runs a YouTube channel, and he creates videos critiquing what apologists say. And he came into this class, and he. he here we had gone for an entire week, a couple hours a day in this in this course, Creation Apologetics 101. And since he was there, I think he might have mentioned, hey, you know, because we like to talk to atheists at the end of the class. He said, would you would you mind if I come on? Would you? And I said, man, that would be great, Paul. I'd love that. And we enjoyed about an hour long conversation together with the class. And I think it was really, really helpful. Towards the very end of that conversation, he shared something with me that honestly made me want to cry. And it's something that I think you, if you're a believer, so not for the skeptic out there, but if you're a believer, actually skeptics, you can learn from this as well. If you're a believer, you need to hear what Paul says here because it broke my heart. Uh, I'm going to mute my mic so it doesn't interfere with this audio because sometimes that interferes. But you got to hear what Paul says here uh, in this conversation to our class, Creation Apologetics 101. Tell my class real quick, this, this idea that I've tried to present throughout the whole class of, listen, you are called to love one another. Uh, tell me what you've seen out there from, quote, Christians, right. from people who claim to be Christians. Tell me what you, as somebody who says, I'm, I've come out of that, I'm going to call myself an atheist now. Tell me what you have experienced from the, quote, Christian community. Okay. So um, shortly after, I, I was outed against my will. I'd been attending church for about half a year, thinking I was an atheist, uh, I can. I admitted it to one person, and that person proceeded to tell everyone, which is unfortunate because I didn't get a chance to spin my message. Uh, what happened to immediate, me immediately was I was almost every one of my friends and everyone I was in business with, and I was I only knew Christians in my life. Almost all of them abandoned me immediately, um, which was unfortunate. 
uh, and I actually got quite sick several months after that. And a lot of them messaged me out of the blue just to say, you know, God's getting you now. See what happens when you become an atheist? You are sick now because God did this to you. So all that said, my parents and my sister and, and one other person continued to love me and continued to be in my life, even though we disagreed on the most important thing you could possibly disagree on. Um, and if I ever come back, it will be because of the love of that handful of people who continued to love me. Eric is absolutely right. Um, those that handful of people are going to be the ones that can potentially reach me. Uh, the ones who shunned me, I don't know what they gained from it. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, okay, maybe they're protected from my ideas, but we shouldn't be scared of ideas, obviously. Um, and I think Eric is also right that the only thing that can bring me back, I've come to this conclusion, and I've prayed about this many times, is if the Holy Spirit reaches out to me because I have investigated every claim. I keep coming to classes to see if there's something new, but until the Holy Spirit, and this is why I talk about divine hiddenness, until the Holy Spirit reaches out to me, um, I'm probably not coming back based on intellectual arguments. So what, what people need to do if they want me to come back is, is pray for me rather than argue with me, probably. Um, that's that in, a, in a tight a nutshell as I can put it, that's kind of my experience. I don't know if you have questions about that. I just sit here and I go, Paul, that is, I, I couldn't have said it. I, I, no example could teach these students what you just communicated. Uh, no amount of my teaching could communicate what you just, uh, what you just communicated. And I, I just, I really appreciate that very much. And well, in, in a way, I'm sorry to help, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very thankful uh, for you saying that. I really was blown away to hear him say that. Pastor Rick, here we're talking about being equipped, having answers, uh, not only, you know, for yourself, but for others. And at the same time, what I want to talk about next is it is our love. It is the Holy Spirit that opens eyes. It, so I want us to balance that out as we come back. But at the as I want to give away these books uh, and stuff like that, but I want us to I want us to equip people with that balance. But at the end of the day, guys, we're going to be known by our love, by our love. Uh, we do have great resources. Pastor Rick has great resources. The links are in the chat. The ladies have put them in there. Great resources. We produced uh, or created searchcreation.org. You get if you guys can put that in the chat. Searchcreation.org. It only indexes the top 43 apologetic websites, so you're guaranteed good answers when you have a question that's from, from a skeptic. Uh, Pastor Rick, I also don't let me forget in this next conversation in the next half, I, when we're just with our partners, I want to talk about how Christians should be a little bit more skeptical sometimes because Christians give atheists a lot of ammunition against Christians, against Christianity. Um, but hearing Paul's story there, it made me made me wonder, maybe Christianity is what actually started cancel culture. I mean, because Christians have been really good at canceling people once they disagree. Oh, you know, I mean, if you're not in this denomination and you're not this and you don't believe this, it's a canceled. And and anyway, we, we need to be known by our love one for another. I got a few more stories I want to share uh, and some insights from conversations I've had with skeptics, and I've had thousands and thousands of conversations with skeptics. I truly love it. But first, let me give away uh, the book, Confounding the Critics. Uh, if I call your name, 
be sure to email us, okay? Info, I-N-F-O, at creationtoday.org is what you'll use if we call your name, okay? By the way, this uh, giveaway is sponsored by our friends over at Master Books. Uh, they produce tons and tons of amazing content uh, on apologetics, evangelism. They got a brand new homeschool curriculum that is absolutely amazing. I mean, just absolutely amazing. Uh, and many of their, actually, I think all their resources are available through the Creation Store. We partner with them. Creation Today partners, you don't have to email us. We already got your information. But if you're a partner, uh, uh, they're giving away the book to Kevin, Andrew, and John. Kevin, Andrew, and John. You guys are all getting that book. On the Genesis Movie Facebook page, if you're watching on the Genesis Movie Facebook page, Chanda Crowder, Chanda Crowder, if you can email us, info at creationtoday.org. On the Facebook page for myself, Eric Coven, D. Holmes, Deanna Holmes, is that D. Holmes? Is that my atheist friend, D. Holmes? I want you to have this. I want you to respond to me about this, if that's you. And if it's not, D. or Deanna, it's a pleasure to meet know. you. Uh, uh, and on YouTube, Lynn Findlay, Lynn, Lynn Findlay, Lynn Findlay. Lynn Finlay, uh, you are the winner of this book. I hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, also, free for everyone, if you haven't seen The Atheist Illusion by my friend Ray Comfort, he does a really good job of talking to atheists and showing how atheism is destroyed, even amongst atheists, how they destroy it themselves. They're not really atheists. Um, and you can have this. All you got to do is go to our website, creationtoday.org. You'll search for The Atheist Illusion. This will come up. Put that in your cart and use the coupon code PROOF, P-R-O-F-F, PROOF. And that is yours absolutely free just for hanging out with us. And you can download that. Um, hey, guys, since social media is not always reliable, I would love to be able to keep in touch with you should some event happen that makes social media go down. Uh, and if you wouldn't mind, go to creationtoday.org slash sign up. Uh, you can fill out whatever information you want there. All we really need is an email to keep in touch, but uh, you can give us whatever you want so that if something happens and we can't be in touch uh, through social media, we can do it this way. Hey guys, 73 days left in 2021. We're in our 100 day challenge asking you the question, what are you gonna do in eternity, for eternity, with the rest of 2021? And if you're not doing much, let me encourage you, get busy. Okay. Time's a wasting. Uh, we would love for you to partner with creation today. If you're a partner, you get to join us behind the scenes and, and ask questions to our guests and things like that. Just as a thank you to partnering with us to reach the world. We want to reach the world with the truth. So you can go to creationtoday.org forward slash partner, P-A-R-T-N-E-R. Next week, I'm really excited, guys. Ask me anything. We're doing an AMA, and I've invited Tim Chafee and Brian Osborne to join me, and we're asking or answering any question you ask. All you have to do is send that question. You can send it to me, Eric Hovind at creationtoday.org. Send it to info at creationtoday.org. If you can't spell Eric Hovind, send it to Pastor Rick, and he'll send it to me. Whatever you got to do, get me your questions. We're answering them all next week with the AMA, Ask Me Anything, next week. Pastor Rick, thank you for spending your time and your energy investing in people's lives by taking information and spoon feeding it to them. Gaga, Google, you literally spoon feed them the information here. It's really pretty remarkable what you've done. Um, for uh, Pastor Rick, you can go to localchurchapologetics.org. And uh, if you're not familiar with how we do these uh, webinars, uh, all social media, I'm about to kick you off, okay? We're going to continue the conversation with Pastor Rick, but uh, that's just for our partners uh, and have a little bit more. 
uh, about this. So thank you guys. Look forward to seeing you guys next week. Make sure you grab Pastor Rick's uh, resources. You're sure to enjoy them. And I'll see you guys next week for Ask Me Anything.